I'm so sorry I, I didn't have the sound on. Hey, that was my mistake. And uh, and it's worth repeating though some of the things I said, if not all the things I said. It's a great implication of David to many aspects of um, the things that we'll be sharing in September, fear and fate. So let me go through some of the things. Between now that that I, I'm so sorry that people did not hear, but you can Google David, uh, David in the Bible. You can use a concordance to show you every place that the, the word David appears in the Bible. You can not only look up passages uh, in um, in the um, in the Book of Kings and Chronicles. You can look up articles that has to do with, uh, the, for instance, the Psalms, and you can look up articles that has to do with um, with the New Testament. Um, and again, I apologize that. Uh, I didn't have the song on, but I'm going through. I'm going through the stuff, so uh, I'm repeating myself, and it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile. So David is a large, large, large figure in the Bible, and in some ways, larger than Moses, larger than Abraham. And so, how can that be? Well, we associate ourselves and, and 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 Hebrew people associate themselves in a generational way to Abraham and um, but when it comes to messianic connection it's between us and David David and us so like I was saying you know um, when it comes to messianic association People don't say that we are sons and daughters of Abraham or Moses. Uh, they say son of David. In the New Testament, David is called uh, the son of David. And it's, it's strict in the, that is in a strict messianic sense. That's why David is so, over, uh, is so overtowering. Uh, in the Bible um, is, is very, very large. And so as we study David in terms of how his faith uh, overcame fear, and, and, and we'll get into very much deep in that, um, we need to consider some other things. Um, as I was saying before, you know, uh, David is a large person geopolitically, politically, militarily, uh, as an ordinary person, as somebody who came up the hard way, uh, he went through the school of hard knocks, as we would say. He's like me and you, yet he's a king, yet he's a messianic figure. David is quite, quite complex. And I think that we're going to enjoy ourselves no end uh, as we uh, study uh, the life of David together. Um, 
this is wonderful, a uh, great opportunity to learn so much of this overpowering figure in the Bible that we can relate to in so many ways. If you were to go to Israel today, one of the principal things that you would see or you'd be told about, maybe a tour would take you there, would be the tomb of David. Yeah, not the tomb of Elijah, uh, you know, not the tomb of, um, uh, of Jeremiah, but the tomb of David. Like I said before, we don't talk about the, the star of, um, of Barak, we don't talk about the star of, of Jethro, we don't talk about the star of Rahab, we talk about the star of David, which is a symbol of the Jewish state. So it's so important uh, 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 who David is to the Jews even to this day and how they relate to him. And of course, many ways in which we relate to David, David relate to us is by his humanness. He loved with passion. He, he hated with passion at times, if you want to put it that way, and some people might shudder. He wasn't a mean person necessarily. He wasn't vindictive and he wasn't foolish. He kept uh, his um, enemies close to him, but at the same time, he seemed to act naively. And, but in many, many instances, he was quite a cunning person. He plotted, even though people plotted against him. He bided his time, he waited, he sized people up, so forth and so on. He exhibited fear, and it would be interesting how we explore it. Was there fear of many things that David had? He didn't fear the lack, but did he fear to some degree? Some may say, well, he was just respectful. Um, you know, uh, Saul, uh, you know, that those are interesting things. But at the same time, you know, uh, he's always um, kind of plotting in the back of his mind, like I said, cunning, uh, how he treated his enemies. As I said before, he kept them close. But uh, before his son Solomon took over, he, and when he got quite old, he got rid of a whole lot of his enemies who he had kept close but who he, he knew would try to overthrow Solomon. And um, so he got rid of them. And uh, he was willing to have blood on his hands uh, for the sake of what they, uh, he thought was right for the people. Uh, what I guess he believed that God would expect him to do. So in a sense, he, he was really a uh, Nazaritic, a uh, Nazarite in his own way. Yet, you know, he committed adultery, committed murder, 
And then he was so compassionate, so loving, so kind, so faithful to the people. Uh, it's the same guy that uh, who had someone killed, cold-bloodedly, so to speak, but take, was, was very concerned of the plight of the people and certainly looked after them like no one else did. Maybe more than any other king in the Bible period. So he's a complex person, a family man, loved his children, loved his children to such, to such, to such a degree that uh, we will see spoil his children. And why somebody with so much common sense and so much experience in life, why, why, would he, why would he allow his children to kind of go crazy around him? Um, his own children try to kill him, uh, try to take away his throne, plot it against him. Yet this is a man who was suspicious of anyone who was still around that uh, was, was related to Saul and may show that he treated Mephibosheth with kindness, but at the same time keeping an eye on him, never fully trusted him. Yeah, I never showed that same kind of astuteness, that same type of cleverness, that same type of kindness cunningness to his own his own children and, and what what is this thing with uh, him and uh, uh, Michael um, um, uh, the daughter of uh, of Saul um, you know was there some out of some reverence for Saul that he didn't kind of put her in her place more Whatever, a complex person. And I was happy that I was able to repeat the whole thing. And, and that's, you know, because we're going to have a rocking good time with David come September. And like I said before, my prayer is that God will bless you and keep you. Keep you and your family, your friends, your neighbors, and and, your, and and all those who you're acquainted with, and even those who are not you're not acquainted with, um, through this summer, have a safe, blessed, happy, joyous, restful, enjoyable summer, and we look forward to about the second or third week of September, you'll be getting notification of it, of how we will rejoin. I'm gonna archive this, I said a lot of things, you may wanna go back and refresh it. And what we do with these broadcasts, we try to keep them as natural as possible. So I did mention that I made a boo-boo, we're not turning the sound on, at the beginning and you'll hear all that and that's great you know because again we want to keep it natural it's not the television uh, production in the sense that 
everything is artificially done uh, and um, and so we want uh, people to just feel uh, quite at ease with everything but again God bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you lift up his countenance upon you now and forever amen amen god bless